At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast out in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Fade the Public Friday. Another big day in the arena. I can I can taste and smell the weekend, Pritch. It's here. And by the way, we just got hit with, with another snowstorm in Boston. Okay. So two more feet of snow. So <laughs> it's a good day to stay in, stay warm, and, and talk and, and bet on some sports. So I'm excited about that. Uh, big slate here to talk about, obviously, in college basketball. We get into some NHL, some NBA. Really excited to talk to Tom Byrne, uh, who's a great guest here to talk about the NBA. Uh, and of course, there's another quarterback, Pritch, who uh, with his Instagram removed a, you know, a, a reference to his team. Uh, so rumors are swirling, so get ready to talk about that. Uh, but real quick before we dive in, one thing from yesterday, Pritch, mm-hmm. we joke about this all the time, or at least I do, the Ken Palm sound the alarm. So what does that mean? It means when Ken Palm has a team winning based on his projections, but yet they're a dog in the betting market getting points. So uh, this isn't always a sharp play. To me, it's a value play. And it did go 3-0 and yesterday. You had the Detroit Mercy, Lord have mercy, Pritch, <laughs> came through bigly there, plus 1.5 against Cleveland State. That was a game that we talked about. Mm-hmm. You also had a Ken Palm sound the alarm with Portland, plus 1.5 later in the night and then the the third one was uh cal state fullerton getting it done late night so again there's different ways to skin a cat but it always jumps out to me when who i believe is the best analytics guy around ken palm when he's got a team winning the game but yet they're a dog and getting points again not always a sharp play but to me a value play and a nice three and all night uh last night with that system yeah absolutely i i heard you sound the alarm on your podcast by the way <laughs> yeah you want to hear it again Woo <laughs> That's what it is. Brett. That's when you what hear that, is. you know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Perk up on the podcast when you listen to Josh Applebaum. Uh, so in the NBA, too, a team we've been talking about, Boston, out your way. I mean, they look incredible. Uh, they really do. 129-106 uh, over the Nets. Easy cover right there by Boston. Uh, this is a team we talked about for a few weeks now in terms of making that push. I mean, there's a, b- a bunch of teams uh, lumped together towards the top of the Eastern Conference. But this team, to me, is starting to uh, distinguish themselves now that Marcus Smart is healthy. Uh, they got this rotation uh, and Tatum. I, I mean, when are people going to start talking about this guy as, as that true superstar? Yeah, and I think the Derek White trade, keep mentioning that, but that's really kind of maybe the last piece that they needed to be a well-rounded team. And mm-hmm. obviously, you've seen this massive turnaround. Really, the Celtics were treading water for pretty much over a year and a half. And now, things te- uh, seem to be clicking here, Pritch. So, uh, we were talking the other day about divisional odds, the Celtics getting some plus money here. They're looking great. My one question is when, you know, uh, the Nets are fully healthy, when the Sixers are fully healthy, we'll talk about the line with Harden's debut tonight. Mm-hmm. Can they compete? So, they look great now, Pritch, but uh, again, are you peaking too high when these other teams 
teams with their superstars play great? Can they keep up? I think they can. I don't know if they're going to win the East, but just looking back at last night, two things. Number one, we talked about that total, you know, 213 and a half up to around 214 and a half. It came back down late, but it still sailed over. And kind of what you're thinking about is this Celtics great defense not giving up a lot, but them scoring quite a bit. So you did hit that over, which we mentioned yesterday. And Pritch, I'm not too upset that I didn't lay the points with the Celtics. I mean, obviously you look back on it and you're like, you know, they open minus four, they get up to minus nine, they roll and easily cover. But again, situations where you're with the public getting 80% of bets and you're betting a minus nine when it opens minus four, uh, even though it, it technically would have sailed, oh, you know, it been an easy cover anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not kicking myself too much because when you think about the value of a number, to me, the value is gone. Now it's still hitting one, but doing that routinely long-term, I think is going to be a dangerous proposition. But yeah, Bridge, what do you think? My Celtics here, can we make a run here at the Eastern Conference Finals? I think so. Uh, they got a great mix, uh, Josh. I mean, Tatum was only 30 minutes on the floor, but yet had uh, 35 minutes, excuse me, but had 30 points. But, uh, you know, they score in, in creative ways now. I mean, it's no longer that isolation uh, Tatum with the ball towards the end of the game, towards the end of the shot clock. I mean, they're moving the ball around, but the defense really has stepped up, and that's what I'm paying attention to. Well, on the other side with the Nets, like we, we've been waiting for the Nets to get it together, whether it was the big three and now you got this new combination. I don't know when Simmons is going to be back. We can ask Tom Byrne if he has a clue. Uh, and, and then on top of that, Durant coming back off an injury situation again when Kyrie is as well. I mean, we, we imagine or we think it's going to look great for the Nets, but we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Great point by you, Pritch. So again, the odds makers are giving them respect still because right. you know you're looking at these odds to win the com- the conference and the NBA title. I think they're tied with I want to say you know pretty much a, a three way tie with you know the uh, the Bucks and the Sixers there. I think are on like plus two eighty plus three hundred. So the odds makers are saying, hey, you know they may not look great now, but when everything's together and you can imagine you know a starting lineup of you know Durant and Kyrie, uh, obviously Ben Simmons, Curry with some shooting, that's going to be a formidable team here. But Pritch, you know you, you got to prove it to us. You got to right. show it. You know uh, in the regular season for us to have some faith here that you can turn it around and to your point with the Celtics it's all about ball movement this was a team that was all iso ball as you mentioned Pritch it was you know you could count the number of passes it was like less than three passes every possession Mm -hmm. now they're moving it getting everyone involved and really playing off their defense number two uh, defensive efficiency team in the NBA so yeah I'm still reserving judgment I want to see what the Nets and the Sixers look like at full strength but if you're a Boston guy like me you got to love the way the Celtics are playing absolutely I love the rotation too Derek White's coming off the bench Uh, my brother from another mother coming off the bench uh, hitting some shots too out there so uh, I like the chemistry on the floor and then DeRozan's going crazy as well so looking forward to the run uh, in the east but let's get to the National Football League because we do have some headlines uh, that could affect some teams here Eric Bieniemy returns to the Chiefs on a one-year deal remaining as the offensive coordinator and then also Josh right before the show I noticed that Matt Nagy has been signed by the Chiefs as well as a senior assistant uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, so first off, enemy kind of a question of, you know, would he stay, would he go? I still believe this is a guy that should get a shot at a head coaching right. gig. So kind of makes sense, you know, stick around. Maybe the next round of of coach openings, uh, will he'll finally get his shot, which I really do think he'll deserve. But again, how do you blame the guy? I mean, he's been working with Mahomes for many years now. Uh, routinely, the Chiefs are one of the best offensive teams every single year. So, you know, if you're looking toward the Chiefs next year with, you know, win totals and mm-hmm. futures, uh, obviously you didn't like the way their season ended there, losing to Cincinnati, but it goes to show continuity can be really, really important. So bringing back the enemy, I think, is a good sign if you're a Chiefs backer or a Chiefs better. And then Nagy, I know Twitter's like going nuts, like this guy's terrible. You know, <laughs> uh, how can he possibly be hired? But uh, when you go from a head coach to a, an assistant position, Pritch, 
I think if you're the Chiefs, you take Nagy. Obviously, maybe humbled here from his experience in Chicago where he started off really well and then obviously tailed late. Uh, but you're not expecting this guy to run the team. You're just bringing in an offensive-minded guy. Uh, maybe he's more destined to be an assistant or an offensive coordinator rather than a head coach. So if you're in the Chiefs, your organization, I think you bring this guy in uh, and really just see if he can, you know, uh, maybe add a little bit, a uh, little flair and, you know, some creativity here. But I don't think it's a bad move at all. I think it's funny. Twitter thinks he's terrible, but I'll take him as an assistant. Pritch, what do you think? Well, I, I think it bolsters uh, the discussion about the MVP with Patrick Mahomes because he's going to be the quarterback's coach. Speaking of Matt Nagy. Uh, Eric Bienemy will be the offense coordinator now. Nagy was there pr- previously before going to Chicago. Uh, and so he comes back to that system with uh, Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback's coach, senior assistant. Uh, now, you could have too many generals here. I, I think Eric on a one-year deal, Eric Bienemy, uh, he is looking to be a head coach. Uh, I-, I think he had some opportunities perhaps go to college. But I- the one-year situation, uh, this sounds like it's going to be it. Right. And then Eric's either going to move on to be a head coach in the National Football League or a head coach somewhere. Uh, he's too good, too talented. And certainly he's been waiting long, long enough for his opportunity. So the one year situation, it kind of reminds me of Aaron Rodgers and the whole last dance thing. Remember that? The last dance? We don't talk <laughs> about that anymore. But uh, I think Eric and his last stint with the, with the Chiefs, uh, it could set up something interesting for Patrick Mahomes this year. Yeah, and Pritch, the last dance with uh, with Rodgers, it died there. He slipped it on a did. banana peel there in the playoffs. <laughs> so it uh, didn't really end the last way the Chicago Bulls ended here. But, yeah, to your point, I mean, I don't know Biennemi. You do, Pritch, so you have great intel here. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Is he the type of guy that's like, hey, I'll continue to get big paychecks. I'll be the offensive coordinator of one of the best teams in the NFL. Or is it, hey, at some point, you know, I want my job and I deserve my job. And if you're, and I, it's like you're always looking to the next level. Yeah. To me, that would be the question about Biennemi. Does he, you know this far better than me, but is he the kind of guy that really wants to be a head coach? If so, maybe this is his last year in KC. Yeah, it's about levels. You know, it's, it's about time Eric uh, does make a push for head coaching opportunities. And again, I, I think uh, there's so many out there, whether it's the National Football League or indeed college. And, and so we know what Coach Flores uh, and his – his intentions were with the lawsuit that's still out there, certainly. But uh, I think there's going to be a, a bigger push, a larger push uh, next year or this following season uh, for Eric Bean to become a head coach. So looking forward to seeing that, to be honest with you, Josh. Uh, some other news we need to get to from the National Football League is the draft. Uh, because, you know, these odds uh, for the NFL draft number one pick, the movement here. You, you know, Aiden Hutchinson is still up there. Uh, opening, he was plus 100. Now he's plus 165. Evan Neal, the guy that you've mentioned, uh, is plus 175 now, Josh. Yeah, I'm glad we could hit on this, you know, before the weekend here, Pritch, because to me, Evan Neal's the play. You know, mm-hmm. what what are the reasons why? Number one, you got to protect Trevor Lawrence. Number two, Peterson, the new coach, he won the Super Bowl with a really good offensive line. Uh, and then number three, you got a lot of free agents on the offensive line with Jacksonville who could be leaving this offseason. So it makes a ton of sense to me. You know, draft uh, Neal, obviously playing at Alabama. He's like 6'7", 350. He can really be, uh, you know, a stabilizing force on their on their offensive line. I'm looking at Mox, you know, McShay, Kuiper, all these guys have him number one. Right. Now let's look at the betting market, Pritch. This is what I love. We talk about it all the time. 
uh, low bets, higher dollars. I want to bet on certain uh, types of whether it's a game or a prop where you're getting a low, low tick account, but way more money in terms of handle tells me the bigger wages are in your favor. And that's what we're getting here. So I love seeing this with Evan Neal. You know, he opens like, tw- you know, plus 2,500. Now he's down to plus 175, but it's the bets in dollars that really give me confidence. He's taking in 33% of bets, which mm-hmm. is the most, but he's taking in 43% of the money. That tells me that these bets on Neal are these bigger, uh, quote unquote, sharper wagers, maybe have a good feel that he could go number one. So, Pritch, I love seeing that. I'm already in plus 175. Let's go Neal number one. All right. We're in that season too, Josh, because we got the combine and then we'll have the pro days uh, soon after that. Uh, but what we're going to have on the calendar immediately is Selection Sunday. So we want to get you an early start to College Hoops Tournament betting with Feastin's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th. We will have six hours of free live video streaming on vcin.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The vcin College Hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and have discussions with bookmakers to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the vcin College Hoops experts all on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern free on vcin.com. Come up next, Tom Byrne. Go over to NBA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America. Hey everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call one 800 522 Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. It's a pleasure to bring on to the program Tom Byrne, Sirius XM NBA radio host, Sirius XM Mad Dog radio host as well. You can follow him on Twitter at one Tom Byrne. Tom, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Doing great. Thanks a lot for your time today. Going over to NBA, a lot of anticipation uh, four to 76ers uh, and James Harden yeah. uh, on the floor with Embiid, Minnesota on a back-to-back situation. But hey, I'm curious, uh, first of all, uh, I think everybody's anticipating this working out. Uh, I'm concerned still about Harden and his health. 
Uh, not so much with the chemistry on the floor with Embiid. I think they'll work that out. They're two superstars. Uh, where are you with this matchup uh, with the 76ers, the T-Wolves, and as well as Harden and his health for the remaining of the season? Yeah, as far as the matchup's concerned, I like them. I, I took them, though, keep in mind, laying a point, no big. That number is way gone. Yeah. I'm seeing the three and a half. If anything, the value's now on Minnesota. But you mentioned it, second half of a back-to-back. Now, you could argue after the big all-star break, maybe the back-to-back isn't as meaningful right now. But you know how it is, Pritz. You could speak to this as an ex-athlete. It doesn't always work out this way. But, you know, everybody's positive right now with the Sixers, right? I mean, they feel like they're on cloud nine, but they're focused. Like, everybody's locked in on this game. This is a meaningful regular season game to the Philadelphia 76ers. Minnesota comes off a tough, grueling game against Memphis. That's an important Western Conference game last night. You know, the situation definitely favors Philadelphia. And I like the fit between Harden and Embiid. I think that pick and roll is going to be tough pitch to stop. I know Embiid's not your typical, you know, let's just run to the rim type of big, but he's capable of doing that. Now mix in, he can pick and pop. Plus, they can still go to the post up. This Philadelphia team could be dangerous. Tom, thanks so much for joining the show today. Really excited to talk some NBA with you. Uh, Two-part question here. Number one, who do you think won that big trade between Brooklyn and Philadelphia? I think a lot of people would say, you know, Harden's the best player. You know, it's easy, easily a Philly win yeah. there. But, you know, adding Simmons, you know, he's a guy who doesn't have to be relied upon to really score. And you also get Curry in that deal. And then secondly, who would you rather be holding a ticket on to win the Eastern Conference? Nets plus 280 or the Sixers plus 350? I would take Philadelphia plus 350. I'd prefer a better number on both, if I'm honest. But if I had to pick between the two, I'll take Philly. Listen, I think Daryl Morey, without question, is a winner. I mean, it wasn't too long ago. People were laughing. He's nuts. He thinks he's going to get a top 25 player in the world. Ha-ha, what is he thinking? Trade him now for the Aaron Fox. Fast forward a few months, not only does he get a top 25 player, he gets a top 10 player in the world, former MVP. Now. Is the hamstring 100%? I don't know that we know that yet, but I think it's probably closer to 100% than you think. I think, you know, he's just being ultra-cautious with that hamstring to make sure nothing happens that occurred last year. Look, Brooklyn, I don't think they did bad in the trade. I'm a fan of Ben Simmons' game. I think the mental health is a little convenient. Listen, if you 100% believe he's dealing with mental health, that doesn't make you an enlightened individual, okay, no matter what social media wants to tell you. If you 100% don't believe him, that doesn't make you a bad guy or somebody who doesn't believe in mental health. You have to admit one way or the other, the timing, very convenient. And so you do wonder a little bit what it's going to be like if Brooklyn has to play Philly in the postseason because Philly's not going to be easy on him. March 10th will be a little precursor. Let's see if he's got the guts to play. I think it's a good deal. They bring in a little you know, shooting and Andre Drummond as well. They're just as good as anybody as far as their ceiling. But here's the thing, Josh. you got to remember, it was only 12 months ago. They gave up control of their next seven drafts just to get their hands on James Harden. And they gave up Chardown, who ironically replaced James Harden in the All-Star game. And they gave up Karis LeVert. So if you look at it through that lens, you don't feel as positive from the Brooklyn perspective. We're speaking with Tom Byrne, great Tom Byrne. Follow him on Twitter, at one Tom Byrne. So, Tom, uh, we're finally going to see the effects of all the trades, really. I mean, you think about this next game, OKC, uh, Indiana. Uh, Malcolm yeah. Brogdon and then also Halliburton is going to be on the floor together, e- eagerly anticipating yeah. that. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? Right now on the board, we have Indy minus six and a half in the game. 226 and, 226 and a half is the total. Yeah, I'll, I'll lay the six and a half here. I'm a little okay. surprised it got down to six and a half. It was seven and a half 
last night. I was surprised it got down to six and a half. That's what got me involved. Um, look, do I love laying six and a half with this Indianapolis team? No, but Tyrese Halliburton gives them a shot in the arm. You mentioned the return of Malcolm Brogdon. That's big time. So I think this team will be ready to play against the Oklahoma City team that will be a little shorthanded. They're going to be missing a trio of guys who typically produce at a fairly high level for them. They played last night. They got their doors rung by Phoenix, you know, so back-to-back for Oklahoma City. You know how it is sometimes, Pritch, with this stretch run with teams that aren't very good that might have an eye on the lottery. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be playing them too often. doesn't mean they're auto, an auto-fade, but on a night like this, I'll take Indiana in the six-and-a-half. Tom, I'd love to get your take on the MVP award in the NBA right now. Obviously, we have Joel Embiid, who's been pretty much ridiculous all year long. You look at his box scores, it's really uh, incredible what he's done having a career year here. He's plus 125. He's the favorite to win the MVP. A lot of value's gone, but he is in that top spot. Then you have Jokic, plus 275. Giannis, plus 400. The one I wanted to ask you about is DeMar DeRozan. I mean, this guy, how much longer does he have to put up these numbers until he's in, like, you know, a top two, top three? Right now he's plus 1,300. Is this the MVP, just take it with Embiid, even though it's a low number? Or does someone else interest you, maybe like a DeRozan at plus 1,300? Well, despite the Vizen campaign for DeMar DeRozan to win MVP, he's not MVP. I mean, unless now we're going to call the MVP the guy who's the most important player down the stretch, which is incredibly important, and he is. He doesn't have the most clutch, clutch points in totality. That's Embiid. It's not close. Uh, but he does have the bigger shots. He's got buzzer beaters like the Chicago Bulls, and not the Chicago Bulls, not the Rose. Is he valuable? Yes. But here's the reality, guys. I mean, especially for Vison, a channel that likes to fancy itself all about the numbers, you would think they take a look every once in a while. I mean, he's not even at the top 25 if you want to look at the important metrics. Raptor, LeBron, Darko, Drip. I have them all. You want to go old school, box plus minus? Let's talk about it. I mean, bottom line is you've got to be somewhere in the range of the other candidates for me throughout the totality of the 48-minute basketball game to be the MVP. So I like that. I come on your channel and I give you guys a hard time. But uh, now to answer your question, the value's gone. The value's gone. I don't play too many of these sort of futures anyway, but I would stay away from Embiid. I like Embiid to win it, but he's got to stay healthy, and you can't take Embiid at a plus buck 50. You're not getting any value there. Yeah, I agree with you on that one with Embiid. Uh, certainly, Tom, uh, interested about your thoughts in the Western Conference. Like, uh, we got a new favorite now, Warriors, uh, because of Chris Paul and that injury. Uh, some people will opine that the Chris Paul injury is going to help him out because he's going to have that timeout and that rest towards the end of the season, get ready for the playoffs. Uh, and then, you know, I'm, I'm anticipating Draymond and his impact on the floor for the Warriors. Where do you stand uh, with the Western Conference? Conference is tough. Eastern Conference is tough, Rich. That's what I love, right? Because it's a league, let's be fair. It's way too predictable. I mean, I do work with NBA radio, but there are too many years where you can pencil in Braun in the East and the Warriors in the West, right? I don't think we have that issue this year. You're right about Draymond. They need him, no question. Draymond's had a resurgent season. He's their anchor, especially defensively. They get him back. Clay Thompson has more time to turn into Clay Thompson again. Yeah, you can easily make them the favorite. Phoenix is a hell of a team. I feel bad that Chris Paul is going to miss his time because now. You know, it's not a lower body injury, so in theory he should be in, you know, good shape and well-conditioned, but it's different game condition. You would know that, Pritch. You were an athlete. I wasn't. You could speak to that. I imagine it's going to be a little tricky to step back in, even if you're Chris Paul, a veteran of thousands of years in the NBA. And so that could be an issue. And they were far from invincible. I mean, as much as I like them, you know, they have one superstar, really. Devin Bucker, Devin Bucket's a walking book part pardon me, but he's not a superstar. The Cal Bridges underrated. They were always vulnerable. So the West is wide open. Doesn't mean the Lakers are going to get into it. 
but the West is wide open. I still like Utah, but I don't like the idea that Gobert and Mitchell might not be seen eye-to-eye. You know, you can't trust them in the postseason. I don't know if I love the odds on them, but take the odds away, then, yeah, I think the Warriors, the Warriors are looking pretty good. Tom, everyone in Boston is really excited about the Celtics right now. Obviously, they've completely t- flipped the switch, turned the page, whatever cliche you want. This looks like a completely different team than the team that was pretty much a 50, you know, a 500 team for the last year and a half. Right now, they're 25 to one to win the NBA title, and they're 10 to one to win the East. What do you think of the Celtics? Is this just like a nice little story in the regular season, or can they make noise and go deep in the playoffs? Great question. By the way, Prince, real quick, Denver, if they get Murray and Porter Jr. back, could win the West. Right. The Boston. Listen, I, I, I can't stand the Celtics, as you know, Applebaum, being a Philly guy. But the reality is i got to respect what they put together. They came into Philly. They stomped them, just whipped and embarrassed them. They got a little revenge on Embiid after Embiid basically said they're a self-esteem, easy guardable when they crushed them a month prior. So that would be an interesting postseason matchup as always. But this Boston team sharing the ball. You know, I think there are a lot of people out there that might owe a little apology to M.A. Aduka, who were killing him. You know, didn't know what he was doing. Awful head coach. All of a sudden, he knows what he's doing, and the sneaky great move was Brad Stevens bringing in Derek White. I mean, what is – thank God Greg Popovich had him dunking for 99-03-05-07-2014. You're just yeah. giving away a good player like Derek White for nothing? Yeah. I was surprised by that. That was incredible. Yeah. Tom, Byrne, you're always the best. Uh, thanks a lot for your time today. That was awesome. Anytime, fellas. Absolutely. There he goes, Tom Byrne, uh, Mad Dog Sports Radio host. Come up next, though, Josh and I, we go over the NBA, some of the plays that we have. It's coming up next. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash Fine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, we turn our attention to the association and some plays perhaps heading into the weekend. Uh, the 76ers and the Timberwolves, I mean, that's the game that's kind of standing out to me because it is the debut of Harden. Harden wanted to be in this situation. He's forced his way out of uh, Brooklyn with the Nets wanted to team back up, uh, be on the floor with Embiid, and uh, certainly got some support in the front office. But uh, I want your thoughts on this game. We talked to Tom Byrne. The line has moved. I think he laid a one. It's up to two and a half now, four to 76ers on the road, 229 uh, is a total. Now, Minnesota on a back-to-back, but I don't know if that matters because of the, the break that they had with the All-Star break. Yeah, I think that's really the key here, Pritch. So what jumps out to me is right off the bat, this is the most lopsided game of the night. If you're mm-hmm. looking for the biggest public play, which as a contrarian better, that's a dangerous thing. I don't really want to be on the side getting 80, 90% of bets. 
to me, I'd rather go contrarian in this spot, almost like we saw last night, Pritch, with you know that Oregon line move in college basketball or Ohio State there with the inflated line. Anytime you see, to me, the, the cutoff is when I talk a public play, it's got to be like 65% of bets or more. When you get to the 70, 80, 90 range, that's when you got to say to yourself, okay, who do the books want in this game? And is this a quote-unquote trap game? I don't think there's really trap games that exist, but there's a trap in terms of public perception. So I'm looking at almost 90% of bets on the 76ers tonight, Pritch. It's a Friday night. People want to have some fun. They know that Harden is making his debut tonight. It's a very short number. You know, no questions asked late with Philadelphia. Tom's right. You know, some books were minus one early, very mm -hmm. early. But Pritch, I'm seeing pretty much a line freeze. Even though you're getting 90% of bets here on the Sixers, you know, a lot of these twos, two and a halfs, they're pretty much staying exactly where they're at. The numbers seem pretty low to begin with. Now you're kind of seeing it stay where it's at. And a lot of those two and a halfs, you know, have come back down to two. So the fact that it isn't, you know, up to three, up to four with all this really, really lopsided betting tells me that there is some liability here on the Timberwolves and the odds makers really don't want to go up too high to give out a better number for Minnesota. So, you know, Minnesota did have that big win and cover uh, last night mm -hmm. against uh, John Morant and the Grizzlies. And Pritch, to your point, I think the automatic thing is like, hey, back-to-back T-Wolves, they're tired. Philly's rested, and now they have Harden. But as you mentioned, Pritch, really astute point, how tired are you after you just had the All-Star break? I don't think this is a regular back-to-back -back situation. Minnesota was at home last night. They're at home again, again tonight. This is a long-winded way of me saying I'm not backing the Sixers tonight. They could win and roll, but the fact that they're getting such popular betting and the line really hasn't moved, this looks like kind of a line freeze to me. If anything, I'd go T-Wolves here, wait it out. Do you get a three if it okay. continues to be so lopsided? I just, again, can't be with Philly here. It seems too easy, and anytime it looks fishy like that, uh, it could win, but oftentimes betting against this spot is profitable long-term. Other betting angles, because it was a good team win, obviously, by uh, Minnesota, 119 to 114. Uh, contribution from a number of players. Cat had 22 points. Uh, but I was looking at the fact, okay, I'm looking at Embiid and his player prop. Uh, he is at 31 and a half. Uh, I believe the over the under is juice minus 125 right there. Uh, and then you had Harden at 21 and a half. So I'm interested to see, okay, they're two superstars. They're going to get theirs. I think the court chemistry is going to be okay. But what about the role players? Like Harris is now a role player and he's third fiddle. Like, like what type of contribution are they going to get from a team effort uh, to deal with Minnesota, right? Uh, and then also these player props are intriguing to me as well. Yeah, they really are. And this is kind of a high total game pitch. So you could be mm -hmm. looking at a lot of points. Maybe that's the way to attack it. If you're kind of worried about this fishy, really lopsided kind of no move play here to Philly, the line opened 228 to the 228 and a half to the total. Now it's been bet up to, I see 229 and a half. Yeah. It's inching up to 230. So this could be a spot where uh, if you're looking at player props to the offense, to the over, maybe that's worth a look. To your point, though, I would be a little bit cautious just because even though these guys have been practicing together, we haven't seen them on the court. We don't yeah. know how they're going to mesh. I mean, great players. You would think it's going to be seamless here, but there could be a transition as you kind of get acclimated to game action. And that uh, Embiid prop, you know, obviously he's, you know, averaging almost 30 points a game in general. <laughs> but the fact that that 31 and a half is juiced to the under pitch when you have, you know, a ton of public betting, if you're playing, you know, daily fantasy or just the prop market, everybody's taking Embiid's over. Everybody's taking James Harden's over. But to me, the juice to the under on Embiid tells me that it could be a, a spot where maybe he goes under this number. Uh, and again, if you could look at it and say, wow, I'm getting plus money over Embiid, who's been great all year, but does he defer a little bit to Harden? Is there a feeling out period? I don't know if I would bet the under, but the fact that it's juiced up under definitely makes me not bet the over in this spot. All right. Appreciate that insight right there, Josh. So Toronto and Charlotte, uh, Charlotte at home catching two points on the board here, Josh, 220. 
five uh, is the total. Uh, with the pace uh, that Charlotte plays with, I mean, 225 could be intriguing, uh, but then there's some injuries that you always have to deal with with Charlotte this year. Uh, what do you think about this game? So I do have a play on this one. I actually money line the Toronto Raptors print. Okay. So again, it's it's not a perfect play for me, but pretty much the way I see the market here, all liability has been toward Toronto. A lot mm-hmm. of these books open, you know, one and a half, two for Toronto. A lot of those twos got up to two and a half and you did have some buyback plus two and a half on, uh, on the Hornets, bringing it back down to two. But either way, it's never trended down toward the Hornets. It's either stayed the same or trended up toward Toronto. So a couple of things that I like about Toronto, Pritch. Uh, number one, uh, road referees. You know, we got to fit in some referee talk on a Friday, Pritch. Have a little bit of fun. But Eric Dalen, Natalie Sago, and Kane Fitzgerald all road referees between 52 and 54% against the spread. Again, not the only reason you bet a game, but I'll take it if I kind of like the line move anyway. You also have a rested Toronto team. They played the 16th versus the 17th there for the Hornets. Toronto's been great ATS on the road, 17 and 10 against the spread. Fred Van Vliet, it looks like he's going to play here. He's okay. technically questionable, mm-hmm. but Nick Nurse did say he expects him to play. So once you get that confirmation with with Van Vliet, this thing may get up even higher. Does it inch up to three? And just a comment on like home road favorites, Pritch. There's a huge distinction in the betting market between a home favorite and a road favorite. Home favorites get a ton of public betting. You know, public says, hey, you're favorite, so you're supposed to win. You're at home, so the crowd's behind you. But this is kind of crazy. Home favorites in the NBA this year have been a big loser in general. They're 276 and 290 against the spread, only 48.8%. You'd be down 37 units betting these home favorites. However, on the road, these road favorites have been profitable. Road favorites this year are 169 and 145 against the spread, 54%. You'd be up around nine units. And if you're a short road favorite laying three or less, you jump up to 57%. So add that all together, Pritch. I'll go Raptors on the money line. Team that's playing very well recently. And again, still some injuries here with Charlotte. Okay, so let's stick with the road favorite theme here. Miami on the road against the Knicks. Now Tom Thibodeau uh, going from coach of the year last year to, I don't know what, they're throwing him under the bus out there in New York. Um, but uh, this is intriguing to me because Miami, one of those complete teams, so many different combinations on the floor that can attack you. And then we know that uh, the Knicks are offensively challenged. Uh, and so they're catching six points at home. You got the road favorite situation, Josh. Uh, Miami minus six, two eleven and a half is the total. Yeah, so it wouldn't match the road favorite trend here. Yeah. I would lean uh, the Miami Heat or nothing in this spot, okay. but I, I prefer them at five and a half. A right. lot of these books, the last sharp move was minus five and a half. Now it's up to six. Now you may feel like, hey, it's not a big deal. Just, you know, win by seven or more. But that was kind of the number that really took in respected money in general. Uh, the total's interesting. It's a very low number, like 211 and a half. It does look like it's creeping up to 212. You know, you have seen the Miami Heat pitch. This is kind of surprising. Like, at least me, I think of the Heat as like this defensive team that, you know, plays a lot of these low scoring games. But they're actually 35 and 24 to the over this year. Uh, they've been really good to the over on the road. They're 20 and 13 to the over. So I could lean a little bit here to this over. Obviously, you worry about the Knicks. They can go cold. They can, you know, <laughs> look great through three quarters and then go, you know, score 10 points in the fourth quarter. So you got to kind of worry about that a little bit. However, the Knicks are four and one to the over their last five. So uh, the Heat are a really public play. I think there was smart money at minus five and a half. But if you're making me bet this game, I'll take a shot on the over two eleven and a half uh, with some really good Heat numbers on the road and the uh, the recent performance of the Knicks to the over. Okay, how about a market insight report on the Suns, the back-to-back team? That's the third team we talked about: OKC, Minnesota, now Phoenix, uh, and they have New Orleans uh, coming to town. Phoenix minus six and a half, two twenty-nine and a half is the total. 
Yeah, so I'm mad at the Phoenix Suns, Pritch. I was on OKC plus 10 and a half last night, and they were like, I think they were down by like five in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Blink of an eye, they're up by like 20. So that thing was was a brutal sweat there. So obviously no Chris Paul didn't really matter last night. But now it's a back-to-back. You're at home, uh, obviously, uh, after traveling a bit. I would lean the the Pelicans here. I mean, I don't love it, but the line is going to the Pelicans, Pritch. A lot of these books were, you know, minus seven and a half, minus eight. Now it's down to six and a half. You do have a Suns tired back-to-back. This is a no play for me, but I would lean Pelicans. I just wish you got that number a little bit early, uh, earlier, closer to like a seven and a half or eight. But the line is going to the Pelicans, so that that's important. It looks like respected money did take the points early there with New Orleans. Yeah, Booker with an impressive showing without Paul on the floor, uh, getting people involved that way. I mean, uh, Phoenix, they have such a, a lead right now. And, you know, from the back-to-back situation, I'm not really factoring that in. I was curious about what the market was doing, though, with this number, the spread. Yeah, and again, maybe this benefits them losing Chris Paul. Then you get to the playoffs. These guys, you know, the backup point guards will have a lot of experience going into the playoffs. A little bit more confidence out there for a team with the pedigree that was just in the finals. It's intriguing. Uh, Come up next, though, we have some best bets, college hoops, uh, maybe some hockey. Josh Applebaum will get some more (laughs) insights. That's next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet on more than a final score with One Game Parlay at BetMGM. One Game Parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bed types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. If you are new to BetMGM, then sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN1000. Plus earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonuses or convert into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. All promotions subject to qualification, eligibility requirements, rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel you have a problem. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi, one game parlay not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, um, in college hoops, short card. I mean, we're getting ready, tuned up for conference tournament time. Uh, are you, are you, how are you preparing for conference tournament time? 
Yeah, so I have a bunch of systems here ready to go for conference tournament mm-hmm. time. I think the first thing for me is uh, tired leg unders. You mm-hmm. know, when you get to these conference tournaments, we were talking to Adam Burke earlier this week. I do lean on some unders, especially when you're in a, a neutral site and you don't really know the backboard, the rims, the sight lines. They really get good later in the tournament, the conference tournament, when you're playing like your, you know, your third game in three days, your fourth game in five days. That's when the really tired leg unders, neutral court unders come through for you. And then it's kind of betting against the public. You know, a lot of times when you get to these conference tournaments, which I can't wait to have these day sweats during the show, Pritch, <laughs> All right. you know, the, the rankings and the seeding can really be at play. So like mm-hmm. if one team is seated way higher than another, public will really lean on that, te- that team that is, is seated much higher. So it's kind of taking advantage of these seedings, betting against your top seeds, taking some you know, gross hazmat dogs that have a line move in their favor. And of course, leaning on some of these neutral site under. So Pritch, get ready. All these systems are ready to dust it off, ready to go. I can't wait to bust them. Oh, up. I cannot wait to see these systems too. And I expect a text <laughs> or two or three or four. Uh, that's oh, yeah. for sure. No, no, I can't <laughs> wait to uh, uh, get to conference tournament time. It's no better time on the calendar, in my opinion, when it comes to uh, so much action, so much madness, so much of the madness. And, and certainly we're going to have you covered here at VSIN. Let's get to some games. Uh, Iowa, Nebraska, I saw Hoops uh, is taking the points uh, for Nebraska. I think it was 12, what I, I saw that earlier. Uh, the line's up to 13 now. Uh, 161 and a half is the total in this game. Yeah, we were talking earlier, Pritch, about how that Philadelphia 76ers game was the most lopsided game in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Well, here's your most lopsided game in college basketball tonight. I'm seeing almost 85% of bets laying it here with Iowa. Now, wow. I don't think it's only public. Yeah, Pritch's big move, but you know, I don't think it's only public because they did open like minus 11, and now they're up to 13 and a half. So a public play won't move a number that big. I think it's a combination of public betting, but really, I think there was some respected money that hit Iowa. You know, minus 11, 11 and a half. I don't know the cutoff. Maybe it was. Maybe 12 was the last one that they hit. Uh, but you do have Ken Palm, who has uh, Iowa winning by 13 points. So uh, he has Iowa ranked 15th in the country. He's a little bit higher uh, than their seeding number 25. And Nebraska is 181. And Nebraska has been pretty bad this year, 7-20 and 20 <laughs> overall. Uh, but this is one of those plays where, you know, with the Celtics last night, like the big move. And if they roll, you'd be like, you know, what an idiot I was not to play this. But to me, I'm with hoops here. It's either a, a disgusting hold your nose, you know, Nebraska inflated line again, opening 11. And now you're, can you, you're getting 13 and a half uh, to me. If you're laying it with Iowa again, you're with the public getting the worst of the number now it may not matter like the Celtics last night, but to me, it's either, you know, hold your nose and go Nebraska inflated or lay off the game entirely. And Pritch, I'll probably lay off entirely. I, I can't go with the, the ranked team over the unranked team where they're laying a huge number on the road, getting, you know, more than 80% of bets. To me, that's not a winning proposition. I'd either lean Nebraska inflated number or lay off this one. Yeah, I told you. I mean, I think your hazmat suit would have too much dust on it. Uh, just to oh, yeah. be clear here. But yeah, that one that one is intriguing right there. How about St. Louis Richmond? Uh, right now I'm seeing on the board, uh, it opened uh, Richmond laying two and a half. I'm seeing some threes. Uh, here against St. Louis. What do you see? Yeah, I'm going to go Richmond here, Pritch. I like this one toward Richmond. Number one, uh, this is kind of a fade the trendy dog play. You have a majority bets on St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're taking in about 60% of bets across the market. Not as lopsided as Iowa, but you look at their record, 19-9, and nine, Richmond 18-20. and 20. So I think the public mindset is, hey, there's not a lot of games to choose from today. There's only like 15 games in general. You might as well take this dog here who's getting points when they have a better record. However, the line is actually going to Richmond. A lot of these books open Richmond laying, two, laying minus one and a half or minus two at home. And even though you're getting almost two-thirds of bets on St. Louis, the line's gone further to Richmond, now up to minus three. So I like this spot toward Richmond, Pritch. I'm going to pay a little bit uh, of a premium here. I'm going to go money line, just win the game. 
Ken Palm's got him by one. Our buddy Greg Hoops has him by four. Uh, Richmond's been great at home, 10-3 and three at home, only four and five on the road for St. Louis, and this would be a revenge spot here. You did have a 76-69 win by St. Louis early, earlier, earlier this year over Richmond. Uh, so I like this move. Again, public's all over St. Louis, yet the line's going to Richmond. Give me the smart money play here with Richmond. I'll go minus 150 on the money line. Okay, other game that's kind of standing out. I don't know if you have an opinion on it or even a play. Northwestern Penn State. Penn State open minus two. Uh, I'm seeing one and a half across the board. Uh, 129 is the total. Yeah, I'm going to go Penn State. I don't love it. This okay. reminds me a lot of uh, a couple days ago, Pritch, that Providence number against Xavier where, you know, the early move was toward Providence. You had some buyback on Xavier then when it kind of went back late back to uh, back to Providence. It's very similar with this one. As you mentioned, a lot of these books were, you know, minus one and a half, minus two Penn State early. Then it's got down to one and a half. You're saying, okay, some money coming in here Northwestern. Now it's juiced up back minus one and a half, minus 115, like it's coming back to two. So I took a shot on the money line with Penn State. Ken Palm's got him by three here, so tiny edge, a little bit edge. Uh, also, it's kind of fishy. Like, you look at Penn State, they're coming off a loss, and they're only 11-13, and 13, whereas Northwestern, not the greatest team in college basketball, mm -hmm. they're, they're even, 13-13, and 13, but they're coming off a win. So why is the team with the worst record coming off a loss favored over the team with a better record coming off a win? That smells fishy to me. That's part of the reason why I like Penn State. They're 9-4 and four at home this year, only 3-6 and six on the road for Northwestern. So I'll go Penn State money line here. Again, not a perfect play, but it reminds me a lot of that Providence game, Pritch. And hopefully we don't need three overtimes <laughs> to cash Penn State. But I would say whatever it takes to win, I'll do it. Hey, those three overs for uh, Providence, not looking bad at all right there, Josh, with the three <laughs> overtime situation. So the Market Insight podcast, uh, okay, you're getting ready for conference tournament play. Uh, I'm sure some systems were revealed on your podcast, but – I'm looking forward to listening to it today. Uh, what did you have? I mean, there were some hockey games as well. Yeah, I appreciate it, Pritch. So uh, a couple things here that, that I uh, talked about on the pod today. Number one, kind of an off-the-beaten-path game, uh, Arkansas State at home against App State. I'm going to take Arkansas State here. You actually have a big majority of bets on App State. They're kind of a team that is in a small conference, but you know they're kind of that trendy team that every now and again makes noise. The public really doesn't know anything about Arkansas State. But it's a, it's a spot here where a big majority of bets are on App State, yet you saw Arkansas State open around a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite. Any one-and-a-half's got up to two. Basically, the line is leaning toward Arkansas State, despite a majority of bets here on App State. Uh, you would be basically uh, an offensive advantage here, 71 points a game versus 67 for App State. Better shooting team, 45% versus 42%. And Arkansas State has been really good at home, 10-3 and three overall. This would be another revenge angle here where they lost to App State earlier, 61-54 this year. Uh, the, my one player, like I have a couple in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Some of these numbers are really moving quite a bit, Pritch. But I'll go Vegas Golden Knights uh, on the road against the Arizona uh, Coyotes here. Jack Eichel's starting to get a little bit of juju here with the Golden Knights. He had a win. He had a uh, goal and an assist his last game. But I like the line movement here. This opened like minus 230 Golden Knights. It's now up to minus 260. One system that's been great this year, big road favorites, minus 200 or more. They're 55 and 14, 80% win rate, 14% ROI. So I'll go Golden Knights. Uh, they've been great on the road. This is a rested, big rested advantage. Knights haven't played since the 20th, whereas the Coyotes played the 23rd. And of course, as always, Pritch, whenever we talk about these big numbers, always bet to risk, not bet right. to win. If you're betting uh, the Golden Knights with me tonight, you're not laying 2.6 units to win one unit. You're risking your one unit uh, trying to get, you know, a little less than a half unit back. A perfect example would be last night, Pritch. There was a crazy game uh, where it was Columbus and Florida, where Florida was like a minus 450 favorite. Columbus was like, 
I'm looking at it now. I think they close like plus 370. <laughs> uh, if you risked 4.5 units on Florida to win your one unit, you just lost three and a half additional units and just losing your one. So that's the whole point with Betrish, not bet to win. It saves you if you lose on a big favorite. And if you win a bet, you're still going to get, uh, you know, some buyback here on, on the, uh, on the take back. So uh, that's a teachable moment last night, not to lay these huge numbers and not to bet, not bet to win when you should bet to risk. To me, that's a big proponent of maximizing your take back and minimizing your losses. Yeah. So you said 55 and 14 for those heavy favorites, road favorites. Yeah, heavy road favorites minus two hundred or more, fifty-five okay. and fourteen. And again, you got to win it. That's the other thing, Rich. You got to win at a really high rate just to overcome that juice. But it just goes to show you uh, these road favorites have done very well this yeah, year. Yeah, incredible, right there. Great job, Josh. A um, little bit of news from the National Football League. Uh, Ian Rappaport reports that the Colts are actively looking for Carson Wentz replacement. Right there. Oh man, you give up multiple picks. He, he oh. blows it down the stretch, Pritch. This is going to be rough. Do, do the uh, the Steelers, one of these other teams, or uh, maybe I don't know, Tampa Bay, could they fall into a trap here and and, and fall into the the Carson Wentz? He's got to be great, and then he throws that pick to kill you at the end. Yeah, he can't be that expensive. Uh, that's that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> if the Colts are trying to just get rid of him, great job this week, Josh. Good luck with your plays this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. I appreciate it, Pritch. See you on Monday. All right, sounds good. The Edge coming up next, right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.